I find female friendships to be very underrated in like movies and celebrity culture and in general. And there's always this in a glorification of guy friendship, you know, like Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, Brad Pitt and George Clooney. Everyone's like, oh my God, they're so amazing. With girls, it's always like catfights. Even the ones that are besties have a really toxic relationship, like Serena and Blair from Gossip Girl. Whereas like in reality, I find female friendships to be so sturdy and nourishing. Hi, everybody. I'm Marilyn. And I'm Rhea. And you are listening to Who Run the World, a podcast where two best friends talk about what it's like being an Arab woman in the world today. And today, Razi, we got a special, 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 special episode. Tell everybody. Took us a while to get here. Hey, don't belittle our accomplishment. Who the hell gets to 100 episodes? Brene Brown isn't even there. That's true. Let me tell you. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. And she has a team. And we have you. <laughs> I am the entire team. You are the team. Crazy. 100. It's momentous. The, by the way, momentous is my new favorite word. It's phenomenal. Is it phenomenal? Pero like, we did it. <laughs> and we're going to continue doing it. Every other episode, people announce our demise. But here we are. Dude. How many times have people asked you? So many times. If it was over. I don't know why they always ask me, by the way. Because if they asked me, I would bite their head off. Because <laughs> I'm nice. <laughs> I'm like, no, you know, we're taking a little breather. Marilyn had a child. Rhea moved, moved countries. countries. People have given up for less. That's very true. And also, we won't give up because what is this show? This show is about friendship, Razy. And we have a pretty solid friendship, I would say. Totes. Which is why we show up, even if we take breaks. Exactly. We're like a couple. People keep predicting we're going to break up. Rarilyn? <laughs> <laughs> or Maya? I think it's... Uh, Raislin. Raislin. I like that. Raislin is not breaking up, you guys. Never. We are going strong. And today we racked our brain what we wanted to talk about on the 100th episode. And then when the answer came, it was so obvious. We were surprised it took us so long. Rhea, what are we talking about today? In order to determine what we wanted this 100th episode to be, we had to self-reflect and really understand what is at the core of Who Run the World. Correct. It's our friendship, but not only our friendship but also the friendship that we have towards our listeners who tune in and also towards our guests who come and share their stories. And oftentimes when people listen to the podcast, they always say it feels like I'm sitting with two friends and we're chatting and we're connecting over our stories. We wanted to do a podcast about female friendship. Because without that, y'all, we wouldn't be here. And I think everything we've explored from who run the time and like just messing around being silly to things my mother didn't tell me but my best friend did to our core, you know, who run the world episodes has always had friendship at its core. Always. And so here we are today. We will be joined by many a friend. We've asked women, young and old, all over the world to contribute to this episode to tell us what female friendship means to them. Throughout the episode, you are going to hear us fade out and you're going to hear a story or a thought fade in of, as Marilyn mentioned, women talking about what they think about friendship. Are you ready? I am ready. Why don't you kick us off and tell me and our listeners, what does female friendship, what has it meant to you? You know, I'm the kind of gal who until her late 20s did not have female friendships. 
Hello. Of course, my core gang is going to get upset at me for saying this because I've been friends with them since we were in school. But I mean, beyond the three, four girls that I was friends with at school, I never grew my female friendships until I was in my late 20s. I was always the girl that was buddies with the guys. And at first, shoot me, but I used to think like, oh my God, I can't deal with another girl. Would you actually think that? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, ya Allah gossip, ya Allah talking about my hair, ya Allah, I can't deal with this. And truth be told, I'm never in a group. It wasn't until I started forming one-on-one friendships in my late 20s that I started to really value female friendship. And now I only have female friends, I want to say. Love you, Yusuf. It's brought so much safety to my life and so much comfort and growth because I know that I have a place, you know. You actually got me a necklace that says that, right? You have a place in me. I think all of my female friendships feel like that. Like I have a place no matter what I'm going through or what I feel like doing. And it doesn't have to be a bad thing because to me, friendship is also about the good days, not just about being there when someone needs you. I know that there is a place. Different from you, I've always had female friendships ever since I was a kid. Hi, my name is Marley. I'm nine years old and my best friend is Lenny. Hi, my name is Lenny, I'm nine years old, and my best friend is Marley. We met daycare. (laughs) My favorite thing about my time with Marley is that she always makes it feel like there's only like two hours, even though there's like five, because it's just too fun, and then when I have to leave, it's a little bit boring for me. Best thing I like about Lenny is that she's very active and she has a brain of nobody I've never met. And I find her funny and she's a little bit cuckoo in the head just like me. I met her when I was three, but when I was a baby, it's almost like I didn't know my life. And when I met Lenny, my life started. I would always seek out female friendships I think first unconsciously and then consciously to kind of make sense of my experiences and what I was going through, whether it was at the age of 12 or the age of 31. My female friends created the first place where I could be myself and not feel judged about it. For me, female friendship is my comfort zone. It's where I bloom. It's where I am who I am. I don't have to pretend. I don't have to be like stronger than I am or... I don't have to go the extra mile. It's where I'm safe. It's where I can express myself the way I am. I don't, I don't submit to any kind of social pressure of who I'm supposed to be. The best place I can, I can be. It's with my besties. I will give a shout out to my mother. My mom had incredible female friends throughout her life and she had one in particular where they've been best friends since I was a baby. As time grew, it showed me how they also kind of created a family around their female friendship. Everyone, I think, has good friends and everyone has best friends, but only, I think, few of us end up in a friendship relationship that is a little more above the rest. And that's what I have with Nicole. It's hard for me to speak about it because I have big feelings for it. And it's when they are so big and part of my heart, it's hard for me to put them in words. I feel I lose a lot of what I want to say, but I'll give it a try by saying, obviously my friendship with Nicole had got me through decades of my life. 
she was there for me when my daughter got married and I couldn't be there with her. And when Nicole found out, not one, not two, without any hesitation, she didn't count, she was right there, flew and was there standing with my daughter, Alexa, whom, by the way, think of her as her second mother. They say family is everything, and there are friendships that are part of this family. I love that our kids grew up together, that our kids are so close to one another. They live far apart, each one different continent, but I feel they have a connection for life. And my mom also has sisters. Through all those relationships, they showed me what it was like to show up and create a place for people and create a safe place. So yeah, I said a lot of words, but for me, it's a space where you can explore and be yourself. At least that's how it's been for me. And the last thing I will say, I was always so envious of girls who had sisters. My sister has forever been a symbol of a female best friend for me, because even though we're extremely different and we see life very differently, the main common thing across the time is that we always supported each other and always wanted the best for each other. So that for me is the core definition of friendship. I really hope Gabby has a sister. I wouldn't be sad if it was a boy, but I really hope it's a girl so she gets to experience that. Whenever I would see sisters, I would always see like a team. And they were so close and they would tell each other everything. And it was a different type of closeness that I had with my brothers because I was very close to my brothers, but it wasn't the same. Like the sisters felt almost like they were taking on the world together. And I was always so envious on a subconscious level. I developed such close female friendships because I craved that so much. In my toughest years here in Dubai, I had a group of beautiful women that were also very, very different. And what brought us together was the willingness to grow, you know, and, and become more self-aware. And the third form I have in mind is peer tours, like mentors, and that's women that are going through the same phase that come together to support each other. So at the moment, I quit my job and I'm trying to, you know, gather my forces and, and believe in myself and find my power to eventually turn any skill or gift I have into an offering and making a life out of it and coming together with women that feel the same or that are on the same journey. And almost like the metaphor would be holding hands, walking together. And as soon as one of us is feeling a bit less motivated, the other one is pushing her forward. Something that you said earlier that I relate to as well, when people think of friendships and of being there for each other, there's always this thought of it has to be in bad times. Mm. Marilyn is going through something, therefore I must show up. What I love about my epic female friendships mm -hmm. are the range at which we show up for each other. Yeah. Everything from the we're laughing, having so much fun, playing games, going out, painting the town red, to someone's going through a really tough time and we all show up for each other, to going to the supermarket and running errands together. Yeah. In fact, people who only show up for me when I'm down rub me in all the wrong ways. Because, not to say that I don't want people to show up for me when I'm down, I do. But if you only show up then, a part of me feels like it's more like 
self-gratifying. Like, oh, I was there and I helped this person when they were going through a bad time. But you don't want to give me the best of your time, which is like when you're planning the vacation you've always wanted or going to that concert that you were looking forward to or trying a new restaurant or whatever, like hanging out and giving me your free time. Like if you only show up for me when I'm down, part of it is like just doesn't sit right with me. I don't like those friendships. Friendship also is having fun together. Since day one, we have so much fun together and we laugh so much. From serious stuff that makes us cry or funny stuff that make us laugh all the time. And, you know, after a dinner, you know, the the gossip around all uh, what happened the day before. And we laugh so much about these things. And I love shopping with Randa as well. So uh, we have so much fun time shopping. Even now that I am here in Lebanon and she is in the U.S., every time she wants to buy something and goes to uh, a dinner, she sent me her picture wearing the dress, asked me, what do you think? This is better or this is better? And we always, you know, exchange picture about uh, us going out. So on female friendships, it's funny, it's very timely because I just had dinner with Haya. You know, I was on my way back and I was just thinking how important female friendships are to me. The concept of girl time gets used almost like a buzzword, but I genuinely need girl time on a regular basis and I find it so refreshing helps me restart I mean in the context of a story Haya and I would you know just randomly grab dinner Haya is also that kind of person but I find that a lot with my girlfriends that we get together you know you rant about something you complain the other person gives you advice and a thoughtful one at that and then you do the same for the other person and that it evolves goes from very deep things to you know very silly things and random gossip and boy stories and Things can be heavy and you can be vulnerable if, you, if you're open and you have that kind of friendship and you can get such good advice and such, I think, relief. And it's amazing that you don't only have to get stuck in that. Like once you're both able to share that, you can also very easily and swiftly move to, you know, something silly and like, you know, just talk about boys or makeup or plans or dancing. And it's, it's very nice to be able to have that balance. As you were talking, I, a thought came in my mind. So when you're going through a bad time, people will tend to spring into action because they know what to do. Mm-hmm. When you're in a good place and you're planning something fun, that's when full choicefulness is in effect. <laughs> choicefulness. Choicefulness. That is when you have the power to say, I want to go do this fun thing with this one, with person. This one person. It's in human nature to support each other but it doesn't mean that you're choosing me it just means that you're being humane and listen again I do want my friends to be there when I'm not doing well but I want them to be there at the top too and I want to be at their top it was like this thing uh, the other day when I called you and I said um or WhatsApp to you and I said hey Razy you want to go to a 50 cent concert and you're like sure when and I'm like tonight (laughs) and I was like let's (laughs) go In that moment, you were the person that I was like, this is who I want to share this with, right? Like, I don't just need Razy to come over when I'm tired and Gabby's like taking all my energy and whatever. This moment where I'm on a high is something I want to share with her. I'll also say that in as much as I identify as, as a cisgendered woman, and that may not be true for everyone who identifies as female, I think there is something also physical. I don't know how you experience the world, how you're looked at. I don't know whether it's at work and being the only woman in a room or whatever. I think the facet of female friendship in the workplace 
is really something worth exploring because I've been fortunate enough to work with women who have uplifted me and everyone around them, as opposed to maybe the stereotypical way that women are represented in the media when it comes to the workplace, you know, being petty, hyper-competitive with other women. But I found that my experience has been entirely different. And actually, some of my closest female friends are those that I have met at the office. But I think I'd like to shed particular attention to female friendship between employee and line manager. And again, I've had the opportunity to work um, with a woman for most of my career. And I only realized just how much I enjoyed it after I started reporting to a man. I had a very hard time working with that man because we clashed so much and I didn't feel like he had my best interests at heart and he wasn't interested in pursuing a human relationship with me over and above the working relationship because that's what makes magic at work. You have to take an interest in the people you work with. And now again, I'm fortunate enough to be reporting to a woman who I'm quite close with and who I consider to be a friend and a nurturer. She saved me from anxiety. She empowered me. I was actually out with her last night along with a few other female friends from the office. You can really tell when women care for each other. And I think the main theme that I keep repeating is that I feel like these women uplift me and I uplift them too. There is something really comforting about the sisterhood that you're able to come into and have shared experience with and who can guide you through a situation with motherhood that's been multiplied by 600. It's really interesting and beautiful to see how quickly mothers kind of rally around each other and offer something from as silly as like stupid advice about, I don't know, how to make sure you can find a pacifier that your baby actually might take so you can have a five minute break or, you know, as hard as dealing with postpartum or whatever it is. I think my most pleasant current friendship is with the mother of my daughter's best friend. We don't see each other very often, but we've both been through very difficult situations in the past few years with COVID and with, you know, the stress of the unknown and having children at home and supporting their education and their mental well-being. It's been quite extraordinary to be able to connect with someone without having to have the weight of expectations. And so it's been a very light and very pleasant friendship. There's also that like information flow that comes with friendship, which is why you and I started anyways, things my mother didn't tell me, but my best friend did. That is also really core to female friendships, which I don't always see in male friendships around me. This is not academic. This is by pure conjecture. So please Google, correct me if I'm wrong. But I think historically, this information wasn't archived. And so women had to learn through sharing. There's this great podcast that I listen to called Normal Gossip, where they share different gossip stories, which is super hilarious. And in the first episode, they said gossip was actually a tool for marginalized communities because that's how they would gain power by sharing information. Fascinating. And a lot of times who is associated with gossip is women. And so my assumption is that women 
because that information was not available Mad. to them, would come together and gossip about different stories, but also share their own. To have the power the of information. Power, exactly. It's actually really interesting because remember like a few years back when um, Kate Middleton and Prince William got married, someone tried to publish a Wikipedia page about the dress that she was wearing, which obviously had like historical significance and there had been choice in the designer and what was portrayed on it and whatever. And the Wikipedia community rejected that as not being significant enough and so that kind of opened the the door of looking into how many editors were male versus female and the kind of content that was featured there and showed a clear bias towards masculine content and male editors you're just making me think of that women haven't always had the access to you know being able to tell their stories through printing or dissemination or information so using storytelling and oral tradition to do that is probably deeply ingrained in our societal behaviors i'm sure we could find good research on that if we looked if not we coined it <laughs> coined what you need a term whatever we to coined this phenomena suck at harvard i think if i had a sister because i don't have a sister i don't think it would be a more meaningful relationship than what I have with Nicole. I think we have it better because I think, I think sisters, they fight. There's a little bit of drama and there is, I don't know, maybe competition. Nicole is a sister, but minus all that. To go back to the choicefulness and to the whole thing about not having sisters, I also think there's like a chosen family. Mm -hmm. Yesterday I was talking to my friend Mazin, who is a man, and we were talking, I was telling him that we were going to record this. And then he said, I really admire Marilyn. Hmm. And I said, how come? And she's like, she's such a good friend to you. Thank you, Mazzy. And I'm like, yeah, she's like my sister. You know, that's how I see our, our friendship. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you guys are better than sisters. I wouldn't choose any other two people to be my brothers, ride or die all the way. But nobody can make my skin crawl like my brothers <laughs> or sure. annoy the shit out of me. Part of it is also because we are forced to be together. And I think... And particularly with our friendship, we choose to do this. Mm -hmm. We choose to show up, to go to 50 Cent concerts, to be there for when Rhea's crying or when Ma Marilyn needs like support, to go to the supermarket together to get our nails done. Like we choose yeah. to be in this relationship. No contract, by the way. There's no like ceremony. There's no like there should be. celebration. Through my conversation with Mazin, we're saying how that bring so much power mm -hmm. to these types of relationships. Also, if you think of friendships in general, if you look into the like ranking of relationships in one's life, oftentimes they're relegated to the end. And even coming from, you know, tribal countries, I would consider Lebanon a tribal country. Mm -hmm. It's like the family, your blood. Everyone else is an outsider. There's even an expression in Lebanese that says, uh, me and my brother against my cousin and me and my cousin against my neighbor. I agree with you. And I think... To bounce off of that as you were speaking, it made me think of another attribute of friendship that I really love, that family can't give you often, is that friends will let you grow. Good friends will let you grow. Friends who don't let you grow, in fact, probably don't stick around. Friends who accept that you evolve and you become a different person and it doesn't make you less of their friend. And they also have, you know, I, I, the other day I was talking to Laurence in a friend's get-together, you were there. They also have what I called institutional memory which is that while they allow you to grow and become somebody else, they also remember all of your versions. 
And there's something so priceless about that that your family can't do because your family always will always see you as like whatever kid you were or whatever teenager you were. It takes them a really long time to let you grow up, but friends do. Hi, Rhea. Congratulations on your podcast. So proud of you. It's been really amazing to see your journey and how far you've come. And it actually gets me thinking of like, something that I do appreciate like about my female friendships, which I'm lucky that most of my best like female friends have been in my life for many, many years now. That's one thing that I like enjoy so much is seeing my friends' journeys and how, you know, we start off not knowing like what we wanted to do, where we saw ourselves, which is still an evolving journey. However, now I feel that being in our 30s, we are getting closer to finding ourselves and where we want to put our focus with our careers and love. It's really been like a joy to see you come into yourself and do the work then hear about you moving three times in three years, you know, like it's really is all about that with friends. And they also will remind you of things that you've forgotten. So that's the institutional memory, right? Also, they remind you of fun, crazy things you did. Like some of my friends from when I was a teenager, like, you know, whether it's it's all the Nazareth girl gang or even my neighbor, Celine, who was a really close friend to me at the time, like they still remember dumb shit that I did. And I'm like, I did not do this. And they're like, yes, you did. <laughs> but that, that's and I can't wait for them to tell like Gabby these stories, you know, to be like your mom, let me tell you. So we talked about the good memories, the like hard chapters of our lives. But I would really love to give a shout out to the errand hang. Oh, yeah. Every time me and Rhea do something, <laughs> we have the song. So it goes, it's not very complicated. It goes, Nadja and Rhea are, and you fill in the blank, you know? And so we've been doing that for like past four years. Example, Nadja and Rhea are getting cappuccinos. Nadja and Rhea are going shopping. And like we just keep <laughs> replacing the end part. And it just makes us so fucking happy. I know it's stupid, but it makes us so happy. There are different types of hangs. There's QT, quality time, which is like, we're going to reserve this time for each other. There's the activity. Like, I took you to a concert. You took me to paint uh, last week. When we plan something fun for us to do together. And then there's the errand run. That's another type of hanging out. I love that errand run. Which you're amazing at. Actually, for me... If anyone wants to like win me over, I remember once, and this is not a female friend who did this. It was Ramsey, but I remember once I was like, we hadn't hung out in a while. You go were to the moving. To I was London, moving. I, I had to go something. to the supermarket. I had to drop the stuff, and I'm like, oh shoot, I don't have time to see anyone. He's like, I'll come with you, and I almost cried. I was like, that is the nicest thing. How I see that is that I don't care what we do. Yeah, as long as we're like, joyful, joyful. Yeah, and this is something I had debated to with Suze when we were in France. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, I love going to the supermarket with people. Or I love going if they need to run errands or shop. And she said, why would you like that? And I said, there's something so intimate when someone's neither at their worst nor at their best. Super comfortable. They don't have anything interesting. They can't entertain you. And yet they still think that it'll create value for both of you. And they're inviting you into this very vulnerable moment. Yeah. You know what other hang I love? It's the dunya hang. Dunya has given me two hangs that I love. For the first one is, because obviously I love having, having people over. I often invite everybody for like family Sunday. And then that means that I'll be in the kitchen for four hours. 
you do that but dunya also does this where she shows up like a couple of hours before three hours yeah. earlier and yes comes to help but also comes to have time where she can be alone with me before like the frenzy of 60 people showing up and uh, wants to really like uh, get an update wants to be like where are you we talked about this last time and the other hang that she's given me that i love also is the hang that we call the poker hang and not poker as in cards but poker as in poking people around certain topics and uh, both you and her do this I really cherish that hang because also it feels like time stops when we have them and it's where you bring in questions that everybody has to answer about our lives, what we've experienced in the past, but also what we would want in the future. And uh, maybe we'll publish like a list of these so that people can have their own poker session. But it really literally feels like time stops and slows down a bit and creates a pocket for us to just be with one another. My friendships with my girlfriends have been so consistent, so open and emotionally honest in a way that's very fulfilling. For example, it's very normal for girls to be like, hey, let's just all sit together and chat. What do you want to do? Do you just want to come over, have some tea or wine or whatever and talk? Versus with guys, it's like, do you want to play golf so that they find some excuse to vent while doing something else? I think that's why guys value female friends as well, because they're able to be more open and emotionally honest. Women also tend to be the ones to remember, I mean, I'm generalizing a little bit here, but like be the ones to remember your birthday and be so consistent with these little thoughtful things. You know, another hang I love, this is Gilda's the expert of these. Like she wants to go to a place she's really looking forward to. And she'd be like, can you come with me? Yeah. Like she'll always involve somebody in a place she's really looking forward I to. I love that, to, which is really cool. There's one more thing that we have not, there's many things we have not talked about, but something that I also would like to souligner is a lot of times people think connections come from similarities mm. right and and oftentimes you're like oh you like basketball i like basketball we're besties i actually think my bestest friends we're not the same not at all and we're actually friends to each other in different ways that is so important to understand because in difference there is beauty in difference there is also complementing each other Your friend has to be different if you want to get along. Like, if somebody likes this sort of food or somebody likes that sort of food, that's what makes your friend your friend because both of you are different and together it makes, like, friendship. And that's what I want for my life. I think that's what you get from, like, your school friends in a way because they've been there the longest. You've had the chance to diverge the most, even if you started in the same place. Like, when I think of my besties gang, this is what is beautiful is that now, 20-some years later, we're all very different than when we started off and we bring that to each other. We're very different archetypes and yet we're still connected. We still find time for each other. Like, we've been doing a Monday night Zoom for two and a half years now not everybody shows up every time but we all show up every week one of us will be like talking about something that's on their mind it doesn't have to be like something they're struggling with it could be something they're reading or something they've learned they're obsessed with like Dara is obsessed with sunsets these days Suzanne's going through her maternity journey Tara like was gallivanting all over Europe you know Elizabeth is like going through making decisions about where she wants to be Kalin is always entertaining us with her world tour with her son and how she manages to get everything she wants to do done 
every week in that sense I get a glimpse into the diversity of this friendship and what each of them brings and and it's just so exciting because they they continue to also be a source of growth you know that's what I love about school friends that have grown the right way we're not trying to go back to being the same we're actually celebrating that we are all now learning at different edges of the universe and we're curious about that I love that I love also my phone calls with uh, Randa. When she calls me from the U.S., I call her from the... Even with the time difference, we always talk to each other for... Uh, and many times, sometimes a day, especially when there is a topic that uh, makes us excited or so, there's something going on. So, And I love talking to her on the phone. It's fun. It's comfort. When somebody thing is not going well, I like to talk to her. You know, she is, uh, she lifts me up immediately. But also on the flip side of that, there's something to be said of picking up where you left off. Very true. I also have friends like that. Just being able to, whether it's on a Zoom call or on a trip or when we meet each other. Like I remember when we were in Italy this summer, Elizabeth was meeting me and she was like, I'll text you when I'm at the hotel. And she's like, I'm here. And I walked out in Catania, Sicily and be like, hey, what's up? And she's like, hey, <laughs> at one point we saw her like, this is hilarious because we acted as if it was the most normal thing. Yeah, like I've seen you 24 hours ago. For you to walk out of this hotel in Italy, for you to be like, hey, what's up? And what a privilege to be able to do that. There's something so comforting in that. One thing as well that I really cherish about my friendships is that I have so many good girlfriends, but most of them really don't live in the city except for one in New York with me. And so it's like, I love that I don't need to chat with my friends every day in order for us to still feel close. Like when I do speak with my epic female friends, it's like as if no time has passed. And that's something that I definitely don't take for granted. And that I really, really appreciate. And I feel like that for me is like a defining factor in my closeness with someone is that just like comfort and ability to just like pick it back up as if no time has passed. If I think of my college friends, like our group, we don't have a Monday night Zoom. We probably don't check in on each other every single day on WhatsApp either. But the second one of us calls the other, it's a three-hour phone call. What's nice about that friendship as well, when they call, they bring such perspective with more of objectivity, but with also someone knowing you so well. Yeah. But I also would like to point out, because we talked about the differences in terms of what people are going through and all this stuff, but there's also a difference of Like, if I think of my friendship with Nadia, I'm not a friend to her in the same way she's a friend to me, I don't think. Like, for me, she's like a bunch of love and comfort and whenever I just need someone to just love me the way I am and just feel zero judgment, like, she's always my number one call for that. And I think, for me, for her, I don't know, actually, I'm not going to speak on her (gasps) behalf. We should actually ask. I think it's different. We bring comfort to each other in different ways and it's the same thing for each friend that I think about. Mm Mm-hmm accepting also what the other was going to give to you and them accepting what you're going to give to them and not trying to be like we need to be friends in the same way and accepting each other's difference and i'm not talking difference of where you are in life i'm talking difference of personality and of seeing the world you know as you as we were talking about all of this it's almost like uh, we are all part of a puzzle your puzzle isn't complete without all these pieces but each of them looks different and fits differently and you go to them for different things you know what i mean that's the thing with friendships is it's also like a web and you can refer to different nodes in that web or in that network when you need them for specific things right and i think that's also like a 
a really nice thing about female friendships is when like I understand that you won't come to me for such and such and such topic or when you're in such and such and such mood or feeling because I'm the wrong friend to come to at that moment right like I outwardly say this to everybody like I'm your tough love friend you want to come to me and sob like I'll take it once maybe twice third time and be like uh let's get our shit together so if you're in a place where that is not going to help you you don't come to me and I think good friendships also accept that I am perfectly cognizant that you will not come to me when you need a big hug you're going to go to Nadia right and I'm like good I'm so glad you have Nadia because I can't give you that And I think that's why like good female friendships also fit into like a collection of female friendships. And and you don't have to be like besties with everybody else's besties, but you kind of, you know each other and you know, like you're like, Rhea, I think you need to talk to Nadia this week. Have you spoken to so-and-so about this? Yeah. I love when that happens because it just means that everybody is really coming at it with the intention of, with this person at the center, we're all at the center of our own networks, with this person being in the best place possible, even if I'm not the one who's going to give you that. Since you've become a mom, like I know that you go off and talk to other moms. And the thing is, but I'm so grateful to those moms that they get to be there for my best friend because I can't be there in that sense. Like, yeah, I could listen. I can, you can tell me stuff and we can explore, but yeah. And same, if you had to wait for me to be available to have like a funsy night, you would never go out. No, exactly. <laughs> and and the thing is, it's also being secure in your friendships, knowing that It's all good. And and being grateful for that. Yeah. I mean, that's how I see it. Like whenever I hear like one of my friends who live abroad and they made a new friend and that friend is like there for them. I'm like, yes, that's amazing. Yeah, you're, happy. you're so happy. I also know that like just to, to wrap up on this thought, I know that what we bring to the table is different. Like, you're more the pusher. I'm gonna get your shit together, friend. I will help you make decisions, find solutions, move forward, be accountable. You know, that's that's the friend. What I bring is like more of a a softer aspect to the friendship. And I think also acknowledging that I'm not going to be your tough love friend. No, you're not my tough love friend. Yusuf is my tough love friend. Well, what you bring me is like actually the comfort of not having to perform. I could just be with you, which is not the case in a lot of my friendships because there's an expectation of who I am and what did you do this week and what did you, whatever, accomplish at work. And people always ask me about these things, whereas with you, I could just be. Right? And you're that friend, I think, for a lot of people. They can share even the dumbest thing that they're obsessing about and you will not like dismiss it. You are willing to go anywhere and explore any topic and be curious about it. I can bring to you something that I'm upset about that's completely stupid that in two weeks I'll look back and be like, that was cute, Marilyn, but you were being an ass or you were being really sensitive. And you will let me. You will never make me feel like, Uh, you're being ridiculous. Whereas I will. I'll be like, Rhea, no, we're snapping out of it. And that's a great example because on the flip side, if I'm thinking of something like minute that's bothering me, I'll be like, let's go. Like I won't call you first. I'll call you once I processed it. What I'm trying to say with this very long soliloquy is that <laughs> favorite word. knowing that is okay and we hold that different position to each other. Speaking of holding positions, there are also friendships that end. Let's talk about that. When you and I met, you would never put an end to a friendship. No, I wouldn't. And I did. I've changed my position on that. Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. Putting an end to a friendship. And obviously, I don't mean like you have to have this big moment where you're like, our friendship is ending. Somehow honors that friendship. Because the reason you stop being friends with someone is that usually both of you have moved to a different place in your life or you have different passions, obsessions, politics. I mean, it, it could be anything really that just uh, moves you a little bit further from each other. And unlike, 
you know, other friendships, perhaps you're not able to reconcile that. You're not able to say, that's okay that we're so different now, or that's okay that we don't have this thing in common anymore. And the intensity of our friendship hasn't changed. And so for me, the way of honoring that friendship, and, and I'm perfectly comfortable with relationships ending, you know, maybe it comes from my parents being divorced. Like I've always grown up with, the, with this notion that relationships do end and then they can end nicely or they can end terribly. And for me, like wrapping it up in a way and saying like, that's okay. We've moved on. I love you for what you were during that time. And, and hopefully the feeling is reciprocal. But the time has come because if we drag on this friendship and we try to keep putting it together, we might end up hurting each other more than anything and we'll ruin the memory of our beautiful friendship. I've had many friendships end. Let's not use them for half-assed relationships. Friends at my age, they come and go. And it's super normal because... Okay, it's, it's true, we have known each other for ever, like since we are three years old at school, but these people that I have known my whole life at school, we all start new chapters in life, and now I have started my new chapter, and they have started a new one too, so it's okay if I don't stay in touch with every single one of my friends that I was with at school. At the end of the day, I do know that some people that have been with me at school, like my super best friends, these people will always have my back and I will always be able to count on them for moral support. Like now I will really need moral support for my friends <laughs> when I start this very hard major. What made you go from one position, which is you would never have ended a friendship before, even in your own mind or in your own heart, to thinking like, actually, that's fine. Because when I was younger, we moved around a lot. Mm -hmm. And I saw a lot of friendships, friendships end. end. You and your friends, 30 plus years of friendship. I don't have that. Like now it's the years are adding on. So mm -hmm. we're in the 10, 15 kind range, of range. Yeah. I would watch these friendships on television or I'd see these and I'm like, oh, I wish I had the friends forever number two there's also and you said this earlier and i'll bring it back friends allow other friends to grow and to change and to enter new chapters and exit old chapters and being in situations where you have people not do that to you or you also maybe not do that to them like i sometimes catch myself or saying like but i cannot accept this decision how can we reconcile and sometimes the answer is like you can't mm -hmm. and there's also redefining the friendship so you can end it or you can say like, okay, we're going to be friends in this manner now. Mm -hmm. And if you're the two of you are a game, then that's great. If not, then it's going to fizzle out and that's all right. And also one of the most important things, which we have not talked about, you need to have tough discussions. If you don't engage in conflict about something that upset you or hurt you, you'll carry it with you. In every relationship, in romantic relationship, God knows this happens in families and certainly in friendships. And so... Whenever you've done something that upset me, you will find out within like 48 hours. You will know. And the reason you know is because I want to put it behind me. Because if I don't tell you, exactly. then I'm accumulating feelings of you know, mistrust or hurt or whatever um, that eventually will show up. And also, and maybe this is an age thing, but time is so precious. It's our only precious commodity. It's Completely. the only thing that we keep running out of every single second, totally. every single day. And as you spend Monday to Friday working... You have these small pockets of times that are entirely yours. You and this goes them. back to choicefulness. I want to spend them with people 
whom brings me something and I feel like I'm bringing them something. Absolutely. And with that, Razi, here is to our friendship and all the different things that we've built together. I think friendships are also about building things together. And to this beautiful podcast and the sisterhood and community and brotherhood too that, is had, that it has created for us. And I don't think we would have done 100 episodes if we hadn't been friends. I don't think we would have been the same friends if we hadn't done the 100 episodes. This podcast is also a big part of our friendship. And I think co-creating has got to be like one of the most beautiful forms of friendship. So I thank you for that and for the battles that come with it and for weeks and days where you're the one picking all the slack and weeks and days where I had been uh, in the past. Certainly not, not now, not for a couple of years, Rhea. Let me tell you right now, <laughs> you are the team. But I think... The act of co-creating also really reinforced our friendship mm. because it forced us to, to just put everything on the table, mm. you know? No stinky fish here. Mm. And uh, I do encourage friends to find something that they can create together. Mm. I, I certainly think it's brought so much depth and breadth to our friendship. Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for you and for Who Run the World for making it happen. Oh, that's so sweet. Got me speechless. Did I, I was going to say that I make wow. you speechless. Like, I was that like, my never God, happens. my God. A hundred That's incredible. Mm -hmm. Bring it back. I know you don't like bringing it back to what we talked about Full at the circuit. beginning, but I will do that. Thank you for the security. I think our friendship actually started with this podcast. Yes, in many ways. And um, grew with us, by the way. With us. The podcast is the third friend. Exactly. That allows us to explore exactly. and grow and be in different places. Exactly. <laughs> but I think the one common thread through it all has been the security blanket that we've created together, that we've woven together and mm -hmm. that we continue to create. And, and in it is our guests and our listeners and all that. But you and I are kind of holding the needles and we keep doing that. And, you know, it's like those old ladies like sewing and maybe <laughs> one day we're going to be in the old nursing homes. I will forever be grateful for that. You know, I think we've spoken about this once. You know, when you have like your security and then you go off and you go mm. do the world and we come back and we talk about it. And I feel like, for both of us, and at least for me, this is what the, our friendship is. It's like, ooh, It's let's go. It's a place. <laughs> Look at you wrapping it with a fucking bow. I love you. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm very thankful for that. Warm and fuzzy feelings. Love it. Let's wrap it up, Ray's. Wrap it up. Well, for the 100th time, you've been listening to Who Run the World, a podcast where two best friends talk about stories and experiences from the point of view of an Arab woman. As always, you can reach out to us on say hi at whorontheworldpodcast.com. Please write to us about your best female friend or follow us on Who Run the World Pod and you can also reach us there. We read everything that people send us and we answer everything that people send us. And just before we wrap up, Razi, a great, huge, massive thank you to all of our friends who sent us voice notes for this and who opened their hearts to share about their own female friendships and how they have changed their lives. We're so grateful for your stories and for your friendship. Hi everybody, I'm Rhea. Take off the damn glasses. But it was the 100th episode. I can like zhuzh it up a little no, bit. Don't zhuzh. Why not zhuzh? 